Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We are so excited that you joined us for today's message by Senior Pastor Gary Hart from Victory Church in Great Falls, Montana. Our prayer is that today's message will inspire you to join us in changing the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. Now here's Pastor Gary. Well, today we're going to do um, something that we, we, we try to do every year, and that's to do a state of the church address. We, we talk about all the things that God has done in the previous years and where we sense God is leading us in the new year. And so I want to I want to share that with you uh, from the book of Psalm, chapter number 105, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. It's good for us to brag on God. And so as we share today what God has done over the year of 2018, we're just, we're just declaring the wonderful things that God has done. And obviously we aren't talking about everything that God has done. We're talking about some of the things that God has done because we just want to give him glory. We want to give him honor. We want to give him praise for all of the great things that he's done in our lives. So look what the Lord has done in 2018. Last year in 2018, we had 195 first-time guests. First time, came to Victory Church for the first time, 195. That's awesome. That's a lot, isn't it, Shelby? That's a lot. We also had 56 people who responded to the salvation message in 2018. Come on, let's give God the praise. That's awesome. 56 lives. And that's just, that's just in our service. That's not outside of our, that's just what, what happened in our services. We had 36 people who became new members last year of Victory Church. Come on, let's give praise for those 36 new members. I thought it was kind of interesting. Our average attendance from January through June, which was in the old building, was 283. Don't you just love Shelby? She gets so excited. July 8th, we moved into this facility, and since July, our average attendance has been 332. Come on. That's awesome. And we are moving forward. Amen? Uh, Our finances last year, we had an annual high in our general tithes and offerings. Most we've ever received as a ministry in one single calendar year uh, about three hundred ninety-four. I'm sorry, four hundred ninety-four thousand dollars came in just in general tithes and offerings last year. Come on, I think we need to give God praise for that. And I'm believing that we're going to go over the half million mark this year. Come on, let's believe God. Amen. And uh, in our heart for the house pledges, as of today, fifty-two percent of our heart of the house pledges have come in. So that's awesome. We've got till April for the rest of those to come in. But that's really, truly exciting about what God has done in 2018. It's been, it's been an amazing year of just watching the transition from where we were to where God has us today. And that's why I'm, I'm so excited about 2019. I'm excited about where God is going to lead us, what he's going to do in and through us. Because I believe we're going to blow those numbers out of the water. 
We're going to see God do something so incredible in 2019. We're going to get to the end of the year. We're going to go, wow, this has been a truly amazing year. And I want to talk to you about that today. All right? So I want to, I want to share with you three things that I really hear the Spirit of God saying to us as we are moving into a brand new year. All right? Are you ready? What's your expectation level today? Come on, are you, you ready to hear something? You know, if you're really excited and you're expecting, then it might be a good idea to get some note paper out, get a pencil, get ready to take some notes because you're going to want to take this with you. Amen? All right. So here's, here's the first thing that I hear the Spirit saying for 2019. 2019 will be the year of overflow. <laughs> 2019 is going to be the year of overflow. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 7, verses 38 through 40, the Bible says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. But this he meant, by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. For up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But Jesus has since been glorified. We have since received the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says to those that are thirsty, they can come to him and drink. And out of their innermost being will flow, I said will flow, rivers, not trickles. Rivers of life-giving water. I believe this year is going to be a year of overflow where the Spirit of God is going to begin to flow out of us because we're thirsty for God. We're hungry for the things of God. We're pressing into the things of God. And Jesus said to those who are thirsty, we could come to Him and drink, and out of our innermost being will flow rivers of life giving water. Notice, it comes from within us. This has nothing to do with our external circumstances. Far too many of us are moved by the external, what's going on around us. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I can't promise you that everything in 2019 is externally going to be wonderful for you. You may face some mountains. You may face some valleys. You may face some challenges in your life. But if you will come to him and drink, out of your innermost being will flow. I said will flow. Turn to the person next to you and say will flow. Rivers of life-giving water. And I want you to notice something. Who's the water for? Is it for you? No, it's life-giving. 
It's life-giving water. Yeah, it will it'll bring life to you because it's coming from within you. But the real purpose of the life-giving water is for those around you. How many of you would recognize today that there are many in our community who are dead? They're dead. Spiritually, they're dead. Their marriages are dead. Their families are dead. They're dying. And we come along because we have been pressing into God, because we've been thirsty for the things of God. Out of our innermost being, there is flowing. I said, there's flowing. I said, there's flowing. This thing called life, giving water that begins to overflow out of our life and begins to splash and get on the people around us, and it brings life to those around us. I don't know. I think maybe I'm a little more excited about this than you are. God's intention for you is for out of your innermost being, life to overflow. To overflow out of your innermost being. Some of you have been dry for a long time. Some of you have been empty for a long time. There hasn't been any overflow. It's like you're just hanging on. You're just getting by. There's, there's no real spiritual life or vitality that's happening on the inside of you. I'm going to tell you in 2019, that's all going to change. Because if you'll get thirsty, if you'll get hungry for God, if you'll press into him in 2019, there's going to come an unleashing of a fountain that begins to flow out of the inside of you. And it will bring life to you, but it will bring life to everyone around you. It's the year of overflow. Let me tell you how it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen because we're beginning our year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting. I don't know about you, but I'm... I'm ready. I'm ready for 21 days to press in to God. I'm ready to set the course for 2019 by pressing in to God. And we're inviting you to join us in this 21 days, taking the first 21 days. We're starting on January 2nd at 7 o'clock. We're going to meet here in the sanctuary. We'll be here every night for those 21 days at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And we're going to be praying and seeking the heart of God. And we invite you to come. We invite you to join us in the fast. We invite you to, to, to pray along with us throughout the fast. Take as many nights as you possibly can and dedicate them to being together with God's people as we seek the heart and the face of God. And watch what God will do in your life over the course of 21 days as we begin this year. I'm telling you, your life, your year could be radically set in motion as you establish your priorities at the beginning of the year. And we're doing our fast this way, okay? Week number one, the first seven days, we're giving up sweets. I lost half of you right there. 
We're cutting out sugar, soda, desserts. We're going to eat healthy. Come on, somebody. Right? Some of you are so addicted to sugar. At least she admits it. The first couple of days will feel like hell as your body detoxes. But don't let your body win. Let your spirit win. Put your body in its place. Say, you're not going to rule me. I'm not going to be a slave to my appetites. I'm pressing in to know the heart of God. Week number one, we're giving up sweets. Number two, we're giving up sweets and grains. No bread, no pasta. Meats, vegetables, fruits. We're not going to let our body rule us. We're gaining momentum. We've, we've overcome the sugar demon. Right? And now we're overcoming that, that high because breads will turn to sugar in your system. Right? So we're overcoming that. We're giving up the, those sweets and the breads, and we're pressing in to God. Now remember... Just giving up food without prayer is just dieting. Now, while some of us could really use a diet, that's not the purpose of this. This isn't a 21-day weight loss program at the beginning of the year. No, its intent is to put our flesh in its place so that the Spirit of God can take his rightful place in us. So we're denying our flesh what it craves. I know some of you, you're so high on McDonald's burgers. You can't live a week without a Big Mac. But we're saying no. So that I can say yes to something higher. And in week number three, we're giving up sweets, grains, and meats. We're just going to eat vegetables, fruits for that entire week. By that time, your body will have pretty much adjusted to a different change. But you'll be in a, in a, a position where your, your body and your spirit is more alive than it's ever been, and you begin to hear things from God that you've never heard. All right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take one, one more really drastic step. All right? And I know for some of you, I will definitely lose you on this one, but I'm going to encourage you to cut off all social media for 21 days. We've become so obsessed with the social media world that that they they say that we're addicted to looking, checking our phone regularly to see if we've gotten any updates. And we need to cut that off so that we can listen for the voice of the Lord. Amen? So for 21 days, 
starting January 2nd, we're pressing into God. And then number two, I believe God is, is encouraging us to read through the New Testament together through the year of 2019. As a church family, we want to read the Bible together. All right? And so we're going to start on January 1st, reading the Bible, the New Testament, together throughout the year. All right? Now, how many of you have version? Have you version? All right, if you've got version, um, uh, download the app, um, Daily New Testament, quarter one. Daily New Testament, quarter one. All right? And, huh? It's a plan. It's a, it's a reading plan called Daily New Testament, and this is the first quarter, 91 days, and then we'll go to quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. All right? Each quarter, we will tackle one of the Gospels and then another portion of the New Testament. There's five days of reading. So the first five days are Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. For those of you who don't have the version, if you don't, download it. It's free. All right? Days 6 and 7 are reflection days. All right? So day 6, you'll reflect on Matthew 121, and then on day seven. And if you've gotten behind, those are good days for you to catch up on your daily reading. But through the year of 2019, together as a congregation, we will be reading the entire New Testament together. We've got to get the Word of God in us. And we invite you to come along on the journey. I think it's going to be exciting, right? And so... That's what we're doing. But I believe that this year, 2019, is going to be the year of overflow. All right? Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of life-giving water. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Second thing that I hear the Spirit of God saying to us is this. We need to love our city. We need to love our city. And so we're beginning this next weekend with the Love Our City campaign. There are certain things that God is going to ask us to do as a congregation to demonstrate love for our city. I want you to show you this verse, uh, Jeremiah 29.7. Most of us are familiar with Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord's plans to prosper you. To give you hope in a future, we know uh, Proverbs or Jeremiah twenty nine and uh, thirteen. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. But here's another great one out of Jeremiah twenty nine. Says also seek the peace and the prosperity to the city to which I have carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city. Can I just say it this way? To which you have been assigned. If you live in Great Falls, Montana today, you've been assigned to this city. This is God's place that he has caused you to inhabit at this time, at this point in history. And the Bible here encourages us to pray, to seek the peace, the well-being It's time for us to quit complaining about Great Falls. It's time for us to quit complaining about how cold it is. Come on. 
how depressed it is. How come nothing ever happens here? This is a, a boring city. Come on, it's time for us to stop talking trash and start talking blessing. Start, start promoting the peace and the prosperity and the well-being of our city to really love our city. When was the last time you did anything to help your city? God's calling us to love our city. There are certain things that God is going to have us actively invested in over the course of this year. And I want to I share a couple of those things with you. As you came in today, you'll notice there was a little card on your seat. And I encourage you to just find this card. Would you find it? All right. On the front, it's just a picture of the church. Victory Church got our address and our service times. And on the back, it simply says, Today... Someone from Victory Church wants you to know that God loves you. Now, this isn't for you. I mean, I do want you to know that God loves you today. But this is a way for us to love our city. And I want to encourage you, over the course of the year, I would love for Victory Church to give out between three and 5,000 of these to people within our community. You're going through the drive up at Starbucks. You pay for the person's coffee behind you. You hand this to the barista and say, would you give this to the car that's right behind me? They pull up to the window. They say the person behind you bought your coffee and they wanted you to have this cart. They look at it and they go, today someone from Victory Church wants you to know that God loves you. Then it's got church, our service times. So in a roundabout way, it's an indirect way of inviting people to Victory Church. And I want to encourage you to creatively think of ways that you could bless someone's life. Right? So you go to the restaurant. Your, your, your waiter or your waitress do good or even not so good? Come on. And so you give them a nice tip. Don't leave this as their tip. But with that nice tip, you put the card next to it. And when they come to get their tip, they pick it up and they go, today someone from Victory Church wants you to know that God loves you. Now, if you're going to give out this card, would you act like a Christian? Don't, don't treat them nasty and then give them a card and say, yeah, God wants you to know. You know, yeah, you represent God, but you also are representing Victory Church when you give this away. How many think we could give away three to 5,000 of these in this year? Just as a, come on, just as a way to let people know that God loves them. We want people to know that God loves them. The second way that we're going to love our city coming up in September, and I, I'm, I'm very excited about this, but in September, uh, Great Falls and the pastoral community of Great Falls is, 
is sponsoring and hosting the, the Big Sky Celebration with Will Graham, who is the grandson of Billy Graham. He's coming to Great Falls for two nights. Massive citywide evangelistic campaign to reach people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming to Great Falls and as a pastoral team and as churches across our city, we've come together with the intention of using this as an opportunity to massively impact the city of Great Falls with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there are many ways that God is going to give you and all of us the opportunity to participate in this. Your pastor happens to be uh, the chairman of the counseling altar ministry the area of the crusade, all right? And so we get the privilege of uh, working with people to help them know how to minister to people when they come forward to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. And so uh, just as a way of, of prepping you, um, the, the dates again are September 14th and 15th. It's a, it's a Saturday night and a Sunday night. And uh, there's going to be several things that are happening as we prepare for this event. One of them is we're going to have several citywide prayer events for this outreach. The first one's going to be on February 21st. And so we, it's open to everybody to come out and, and join together in prayer for the city of Great Falls. We'd encourage you to do that. Coming up at the, the later part of April and the first part of May, uh, for four weeks, there are four weeks of training that you can attend the Christian Life and Witness class by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Some of the best training you will ever get in your lifetime for how to reach your friends, your family with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it takes place over a four-week period of time. There will be four or five different locations on different nights of the week. So if you can go on Monday night one week and you take that week's training, but you can't go the following Monday, you can catch at another location on a Tuesday, on a Thursday. And so you can make it through all four weeks of the training, and that would qualify you as an individual to be able to work as an altar worker at the crusade as well. All right, And so we, I want to encourage everybody, everybody at Victory Church to go through this course. Just plan on it right now. That I, I want to learn how to more effectively reach my world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I guarantee you, I promise you, this will be well worth your investment. It doesn't cost you a cent. You can go through it absolutely free, but it will change your life and the lives of those around you forever. Amen? I'm excited about that. How about you? It's going to be awesome. Another way that we're going to love our city in 2019 is we're going to, we're going to love marriages. Marriage in the family is under attack like never before. And so we want to do everything we can to strengthen and solidify and maximize marriage in our community. And so we're, we're hosting... Uh, kind of what we're calling maximized marriage. We're using a program uh, called Save Your Marriage Before It Starts for pre-marriage counseling. If people want to get married here at Victory Church from now on, they've got to go through eight weeks of premarital counseling before we will marry them. All right? We believe so strongly in it. 
And then there's another program called Save Your Marriage Before It Starts Plus, and that's for married couples who are already married, but we want to help strengthen their marriages. So we're going to be offering, uh, we're hoping to offer four different events throughout the year to reach into our community and help strengthen the marriages within our community. You know, one of the best ways you can love your city is to love your spouse. So one of the best ways you can love your city is to love your spouse because strong marriages, strong families make strong communities. And so February will be our first opportunity to offer maximized marriage, and we're going to do that for our church family. All right? It's just going to be for our church. We're going to offer it. We're going to we're come together on that day, and we're going to just focus on the Savior Marriage Before It Starts Plus curriculum, and we're going to learn how to make our own marriages the very best that we can. All right? And then after that, hopefully every quarter, we're going to offer another opportunity within our community. We're going to go to them. We're not going to ask them to come to us. We're going to go to them. I really feel strongly that with God's help, he's going to open a door for us on the base to be able to offer maximized marriage to our military families. Divorce rate among the military is at an all-time high. And we need to go in there with, with the love of God and love marriages back to Jesus. I'd love to be able to offer this program to our police department, our first responders, uh, for all those areas that uh, were, were high-pressure areas. And, and so we're going to go to them. We're going to invite them to be a part in, and to help them build strong marriages and families. Amen? How many think that would be well worth our opportunity to love our city? And, and the fourth way right now, and there will be other things that will come, but uh, we're, going to, we're going to love our city by honoring our neighborhood. All right? When we, when we bought this piece of property several years ago, one of the things that gave us favor with the person who owned the property was the fact that we had a vision for next generation ministries. And when we began to talk with the landowner, he, he mentioned to us that there was no public playground for the children of this neighborhood in this vicinity to play in. And he said, do you have a heart for something like that? And we said, absolutely. We want to create a place where children can come, they can play, and we want to pro pro provide for them the very best that we possibly can for that to happen. So we reserved this entire north side of our building, that whole lot out there is intended to become a playground area, not only for our church, but for the neighborhood. All right. And so we've still got our landscaping to put in. We've got to plant 109 trees and 500 and some shrubs and flowers and bushes. Putting in our sprinkler system as soon as the weather allows us to. But then our focus is going to be on turning that area into a playground where not only our own kids, but kids from our neighborhood can come and play. I can see uh, playground equipment. I can see a sports court out there with basketball hoops. I, I can see a, maybe even a sand pit volleyball area. Um, we want to we wanna create an, an area where kids love to come and play. And we're going to honor our neighborhood. We're going to love our city by honoring that commitment that we made. And so, heart for the house that comes every April 
where we receive a one-time offering for a certain project. This year's project is going to be for our playground. We want to buy the best equipment we can possibly buy. We want to we make the very best area out there that's inviting to children safe but doable. Amen? How many think you could get in on board with that? Amen? So this year we're going to love our city. And the third thing that I hear the, the Spirit of God saying is this. We want to make the name of Jesus great in Great Falls. We want to make the name of Jesus great in Great Falls. John the Baptist had been preaching. People had been coming to him from all over to hear him preach. And then one day Jesus shows up on the scene. John baptizes him and points to him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And his disciples, John the Baptist's disciples, were confused. Who do we follow? Do we follow Jesus or do we follow you? Could you imagine having being in John's position? He's been the guy. Everybody's come to him, and all of a sudden Jesus is on the scene. And John turns to them and says, you need to go after him because, John 3 and 30, he must become greater. I must become less. He must become greater. I must become less. What does that mean? That really means for each and every one of us, he must become more significant in our life. Life really becomes all about him. This life's not about you. It's about him. It's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. And our lives need to... Church, church isn't a part of my life. Church is central to my life because Jesus is central to my life. I don't have Jesus out here on the side. He's just a part of my life. No, he is my life. He is everything to me. He, my world revolves around Jesus. He must become greater. My world must become less. Jesus is asking us to devote 2019 to a passionate pursuit of him, of his purpose in our lives. What will that look like for you? To make Jesus greater in your life, what would that look like for you? Maybe for some of you, that would be, all right, I'm getting in on this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I want Jesus to become greater in my life. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Count me in. For some of you, it may be the reading program. You, you have had a hard time being in the Word, but, but this year, I'm going to be in the Word of God. I'm devoting myself to join my church family in reading the Bible throughout this coming year. Maybe now it's the time to say, okay, when that, when that Christian Life and Witness course comes, I'm there. I'm going to be a part of that. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to find out how I can be more effective at reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ because he's done so much for me. 
What changes might God ask of you so that he can become greater in your life and in your world? For some of you, maybe it's to finally join that small group. You've been making excuses why you can't plug in and be a part. Too busy. I don't have any free time. Well, you need to adjust your schedule so that it's less about you and more about him. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to someone today. I don't know who it is, but I'm talking to someone, maybe several someones. Maybe it's to rearrange your finances so that you can really honor God from your heart by becoming a tither. You've been putting it off, saying things like, I can't afford it. When really it's just that life's been all about you. And all your money's going to you and yours and this and that, but not to God. There is something unique about giving to God that connects our heart to him. And if he's number one, then he's number one in every area of our life. What changes do you need to make to make him greater in your life? Because the ultimate goal is to make his name greater. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's going to be really making a focus on your marriage in 2019. Because when Jesus is glorified in your marriage, people will notice. I don't know what it is about them, but I want what they've got. I don't know how it is they get along so well, but, right? Come on. Let's make the name of Jesus greater in Great Falls in 2019. Amen? Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more information about Victory Church or to give online, visit victorychurchgf.com. Have a blessed week.